podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 56. Uh, on this episode, we are joined first by Chick to talk about our Discord, which is kind of a new thing we got going on around here. Uh, the first round of the NFL draft, NBA talk, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So it starts off lots of sports talk. And then we bring up Sex in the City and The Office. And then on the second half, um, I'm joined by a producer by the name of Tavon, who is my grand little uh, in a fraternity that I'm in. But I hadn't really ever met him before, so... He makes some beats. He kind of talks about his story making beats, how he does it, um, some tips here and there. And, uh, you know, I try to take that all in because I'm about to try to start selling beats. So thanks for checking out the podcast. Um, email us. I have that at the break of all that shit if you want to. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. What up? We're joined by Chick. What up, guys? All right. First thing I got to get to, like always, patreon.com slash podcast with Mo. You go there, you give a dollar or more, you get the episodes early. You give $10 more, I'm going to shout you out. My mother, Snappy, Hurricane Haynes, and Marshall, the Dharma, Dharma Initiative Bear. That's what I call him. And um, barely got through that one. <laughs> and, so that one's awesome. New thing that's happening. Um I'm going to bring it up on the episode before this, too, but just so people know. Uh, we're going to have a Discord. So this dude, Petrovita, uh, shout out to him, showed me what a Discord was. Well, I, I've known of them, but he invited me to his, and I enjoyed it. But I realized, you know, I didn't invite these people to this. I don't know right. these people necessarily, and I don't. So right. I was like, I'm going to make my own for the podcast. So if you're a fan of the podcast, reach out to me, and I'll send you an invite as long as you're cool. Um, I, I don't want to <laughs> kick anyone out or whatever, but you know, don't be a cop. <laughs> and <laughs> so just get all that shit out of the way. Um, all right, man. How's life been since last time you were here? We were super busy. Like I said, I was telling you earlier, we got to go on vacation with Arkansas hot springs. It was beautiful up there. It right. Was fun. Uh, my parents drive up to, what do they call it? Tala, Talco? Tallahena drive, something like that. Something in Arkansas. It's like a, a road you drive of like, where they always act like it's really beautiful. Oh, I'm sure there are. Yeah, stuff, we so. didn't go that way, but I hate Arkansas because it's 55 miles per hour to drive on the roads there. Really? You know, 65. And I was like, we make good through time through Oklahoma, and then all of a sudden we're driving 55 miles an hour. That's crazy. I've never heard yeah. that. It's stupid. I, mean, I wonder what other fucking states have 55 maxes. I don't know either, but that's something. That, I mean, I understand why they're doing it because they are kind of like a hilly country, like right. mountain area, but it's still annoying because you're like, you could raise it here. It's flat, you know? Yeah. I mean, but where we're from, where you go, Oklahoma, it's like the flattest fucking place ever. ever. I mean, Kansas is flatter technically. Technically. But um, we're the plains of Oklahoma. Right. But where we're at is very flat. You see forever. Yeah. My now, wife always makes fun of because we don't have trees like they do because she's from Antlers and that's like about Oh, the yeah. They have, they're like a little fucking yeah. mountain place. Right. Uh, my wife's family is from Antlers as well. Yeah. So crazy. Uh, I was just there last weekend. Me too. Easter. Yep. Yeah. It was the whole thing. It was fun. We actually had a good time. Like, I mean, we didn't go to church or anything. We're not that kind of family, but the kids played in the yard. We played, you know, football and frisbee in the yard. It was fun. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, most people celebrate collecting eggs, which is the fertile holiday. Of <laughs> that we Esther do with the kids. Or whatever. Because the kids, you know, I don't know. 
Me my favorite that. meme I saw for Easter was when it was like Jesus on the cross. He was like, I'll be back in three days and you better hide these fucking eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so, so good. I think it's so good. Um, so let's see what else would I need to bring up here. I know I need to save some stuff for Savvy, but you're here basically because on the end of this, I plan on having someone else on as well to call in. We're going to see how it goes. Fingers crossed. Fingers um, crossed. We're gonna do a little sports checkup. I know not everyone yeah. loves sports, but that's what I talk about when I'm on. That's so. what you talk about here, and I like having my rotating guests. And yeah. fuck, oh my, it's my podcasts with Mo or right. a podcast. Like you can Mo, skip you know? the ones that say with Chick if you don't like. Right, sports. I put the pictures and everything yeah. there. So, um, and I mean, they can just skip for a little bit. And some things might be funny. Like last time we talked about sports, uh, I told this whole story about me going to a friend's house and this dude trying to jack off in front of me on a <laughs> webcam, and I was like. And I know some people that do skip all the sports. I was like, if people just skipped it, You'd they would have missed that whole story. Yeah. So sometimes there's nuggets in there. Um, so the NFL draft happened yeah, really learning. recently. Um, only the first round from when we're recording this. So we're kind of dating ourselves here. And this will come out like a week from now. But first round happened. Um, I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. I like your pick. I thought it was a good pick. I looked at it today. I didn't watch the draft live. I mean, maybe I just you take Dwayne okay Haskins. Maybe. But I mean – I agree. I don't like Nick Foles. I've been on here and said I don't. But you I don't just like paid him a lot of money, but right? You, you're already fucking in, so yeah. you know. So you might as well go defense. Give him a defense that can get you know off the field. There's and- only two types of team that win Super Bowls: rookie quarterbacks, <laughs> contracts, super slash superstar quarterbacks that are yeah. fucking good on thing, and then Hall of Fame defenses. Defense, yeah, like, like the Trent Dilfer scenarios and, all and that things shit. like that. Yeah, so. I don't hate Jacksonville's pick. Did Dallas have a first round pick or they no, trade there? Right? Amari Cooper, Cooper oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. our first round pick. And which I think well, I remember even when everyone hated receiver. it first. I remember being like I did. I hated I like it first. him okay. I don't know. Maybe I, go back I, I was thinking he was gonna be a bust wrong. and then like he was good, so uh, it worked like, out. And now you gotta pay Dak Prescott a lot of money. I hope we I hope he's like reasonable and will take twenty three instead of like twenty five or twenty six. I just don't understand. I mean I get it, they want to make as much money as possible, but I don't understand sometimes how they don't like look at Tom Brady and they're like sixteen million and I can have an all star defense. Right. I just think it makes so much sense. Like they do it with no receiving cord normally. Right. <laughs> or the running back. Julian Edelman, former quarterback in high school. I mean He's a good player, but he's not like. And then uh, someone we like to tease, uh, a friend of yours and mine as well, Dom, <laughs> Dom Giants man. is a John, a huge New York Giants fan. Why, and- didn't, why didn't they trade down? If that was their guy, why didn't they take either the best defensive end at that point? Because they were going to take a defensive end later. That guy would have been their second round. Yeah, he would have been their second round easily. Yeah. No one. Drew Locke is still on the board. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, if you're if you're the Wayne Gettleman, you got to be shooting yourself in the foot, going, "Well, we got the guy we wanted, but we could have gotten much more." Right. To me, it was like um, when you you're playing you're Madden back in. and you have uh, that created player. You're like, "Well, I'm taking him there." Right. I don't care. But it's fine. <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, I'm I've kind of fallen out of love with the NFL in the last couple of years. Overall, like, I just don't watch it as much. Maybe that could change eventually. Honestly, it isn't about any of the politics involved. I don't really care. It's about the commercials are really long. Yeah. I feel like when I watch a game, I'm always watching commercials. And I'm you like, have to fast holy forward fuck, this is crazy. You got to record it and watch it fast forward. That so that shit. that's really my only thing against it these days. So I just kind of gotten out of it. But uh, we'll see what happens. Do you have any things that are you're wanting Dallas to go after because you're a huge Cowboys fan. A lot of listeners of ours love the Dallas Cowboys. Fucking weird. Well, it's this part of the state, you know. I mean, right? If you're from this area, you'd like a couple of teams, but 
Uh, Dallas needs probably uh, depends on if they sign in Dominican Sue. If they sign in Dominican Sue, you go offense and maybe you take Hakeem Butler out of Iowa State. That was really good. He's right. more prototypical wide receiver. He's really good and he's going to be there. I think uh, unless DJ Metcalf is on the board, you take DJ Metcalf. Uh, but if that's not what you need at that point, I think you may go safety. Right. I think they should go defense. No question. Yeah. That's the whole fucking draft. Oh yeah, their offense is decent enough, and everyone's healthy. I just think if that if you felt like you needed a wide receiver, and those two were on the board, maybe you take them. If you sign in Dominican Sue and don't need a defensive lineman anymore, right? But sign in Dominican Sue, why not? I just prefer it when Jacksonville drafts uh, defensive guys because they mess up on it a lot less often than when they draft a quarterback. So that's another reason why I'm like, why do I care they draft a quarterback? They can't fucking do that. You just need y'all need that you know uh, Trent Dilford type guy. It's just someone to manage the offense. Right now, I am curious what happens with Josh Rosen. So everyone else also in the state of Oklahoma loves Kyle Murray. Kyle Murray and he right, went he's one. a big deal, and he went number one. And Baker Mayfield went one the year before, Four, and yeah. I would say people still like him a little more. Baker Mayfield, oh, he's yeah. a little more charismatic. He, he went. He was there two years, so it helps you like him a little more. Right, but it's. I mean, everyone's still all excited about it. I, I just personally think crazy. They they. Like they transferred in and then won the Heisman. Right. I think it's going to happen three years in a row, possibly. Possibly. Because they got another transfer this yep. year. But I can't, I don't want to be like a hater, but on Kyler Murray, I just look at him like, I, unless the rules have changed and stuff and like he's going to be more protected from he's hits. He's going to be more protected he from hits. He will get fucked up. But then again, people have said Russell Wilson was the same size. Yep. Apparently. And I'm like, well, he's, okay. he's literally like maybe a, a quarter of an inch. And Russell shorter. Wilson bulked up enough. So it can, it's possible. So maybe I'm wrong. But he's super fast. He's probably, he's lightning quick. If I watched one college play. game this year and it was the OU Texas game. Yeah. And I mean, I saw some plays. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. He's really fast. Yeah. So. It could be cool. It's cool that that might work in the NFL because well, traditionally people are normally all against it. About who their coach is. Do you remember Cliff Kingsbury? Right. He, I mean, Texas basically did, uh, brought up Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Shit. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the only quarterback that he would probably want more than Kyler Murray is Patrick Mahomes, and he's not going to get Patrick Mahomes. Well, so get the guy you want, and then I think that's awesome for I Kyler think that's Murray. fine. I've heard that a lot. But my thoughts were, I remember when that hire happened, people said bad coaching hire. So to be like, what's the bad coaching hire want to do seems <laughs> right. weird. And well, I just can't believe you get rid of Bruce I also Arians. think there's a good chance Patrick Mahomes is a fucking generational talent, and it yeah. didn't matter who the fuck his coach was in college. Right, it's so And true. so it's like, yeah, uh, Scott Brooks, great NBA coach. Look what happened to Kevin Durant. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know if that's the way to do it. So anyway, think, we're in the thick of the draft yeah, at the moment. So we're, we're going to see, see what's going to happen. Uh I will eventually look up, you know, what my team all got and all that shit. Because we are going to have a fantasy football league. I need to go ahead and look into it and kick some people out. I want to do a keeper league starting this year so everyone has a big heads up about it. Um, We'll try to figure out. Keeper leagues are fun. More of the points and positions and all that shit. But we have some people like, so uh, I have a listener, Brad. He was on the podcast last week. and. He's from Pittsburgh, and he might be fucking in a fantasy football. He maybe not. I'm right. But I'm just saying, if he's fucking down or people that actively listen to this, I'm going to kick out people that fucking don't listen to this podcast for that. Right. Um. So anyway, if you listen, you're in a fantasy football, and you want to be in it, let me know. I know it's super early for that, but if it's a keeper league, I feel like everyone's got to be ready. You be know, ready. you got to be ready to figure out what you're going to do. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm in a keeper league, and the league I joined is ridiculous. Like, um. Matt Morgan's in this league, and Matt Morgan, he uh, 
has the monster team of all monster teams. But when I was, I took over the team, my guy had three first round picks, you know, I was able to kind of pick some of the players I wanted. Uh, So I'm in a good position. I have the number two overall pick and I'm going to, if the guy in front of me takes Kyler Murray, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs for uh, the Raiders. Right. He's going to be a beast from Alabama. He he only played like this year, I think. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma, lived in a van kind of kid. Right. Yeah. I mean, I saw the Raiders pick, and my thought was, was that worth trading Khalil Mack? Or, then again, I don't know if that was that pick. I guess that was a that different That was the pick. number four overall pick, and that was a crazy pick. Why do you take that guy? Why would you not take Josh Allen, who's more like Khalil Mack? Right. So that was a little thing. I was like, well, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if this is really fucking working, but then again, they signed Antonio Brown, and if he can be performed, this might work. If not, it'll all be shit. Exactly. That's kind of where I think all their eggs are in that basket. For sure. Um, all right. The main reason you're here is we got to deal with – so the Oklahoma City Thunder, we're huge fans uh, here in Oklahoma. It's all you we have got. to be, right? Um, and I just personally love the NBA. I yeah. just – I'm really enjoy. I love all the fucking NBA video games. Like, yep. just my shit. And it's just a better run league. Right, it's more. I mean, the players are more popular. You get to see who they are. You know their personalities. They allow right. them to say whatever. They'll just find them behind the scenes right. and shit. Oh, and, here's twenty five thousand, but you make thir- thirty five million this year. <laughs> you know, right? So it, the NBA is just fun. Uh, I like it a lot. Now, I'm going to start out with just like we have to love Russell Westbrook. Now, I am in a weird spot because back whenever we had the Thunder and Westbrook. I used to love Westbrook back then. Yeah. Or when I had Durant. I don't know if I just said yeah. that correct or not. But anyway, we had Durant and Westbrook. I was a huge Westbrook fan, and I just was because yeah. I'm like a contrarian. That's just my personality, right? Sure. And so I was like, well, fuck y'all. Are all and everyone used to hate on Westbrook all the time in Oklahoma. He's been hated on by everyone right. his whole career. But like even the fans of Oklahoma used to, used to hate, hate on him, him while we had Kevin Durant. When we had Kevin Durant. And like, so people don't really know that or realize right. it, I guess. And then once Kevin Durant left, you know, we fucking got way behind. And everyone just went a fucking 180. And I always was a fan, so yeah. I felt like the way I felt when Gym Class Heroes blew up. And I was like, man, I was I've my always band. been a fan. And when fuck all, yeah. yeah. So it was like one of those moments. Um, but then you were like, you know, it's all we have. He had the triple-double season, right. which everyone downplays like it ain't no fucking thing. And it was for the fucking state, right? That's how it felt yeah. time go, for us. Do it for state. Exactly. And it was just great. And Honestly, I was one of the few fans that were like, hey, maybe they should fucking just tank for a couple years. But I know they would lose a huge fan base because most people aren't in a basketball here like that. So they have to fucking go for it every year. They also need the ticket sales because they're in a small market. So you right. have to stay competitive if you're in a small market because you're not getting the so, notoriety or whatever. I understand. I'm just saying all this because we'll get into what happened more later. Is Since they lost in the playoffs, so I guess we're going to get it now. But Oklahoma City Thunder lost to the Portland Trail Blazers in the playoffs first round, if you missed it. Yep. And like a humiliating fashion of Russell Westbrook. That's why I brought up all that shit. But we kind of have to defend him in a way because it's what we got, you yeah. know? And it's like, we, what know. are we going to do? Everyone's like, fucking get rid of him. For nobody, what? nobody wants to come here. Nobody's going to trade for his contract. He stayed here. Exactly. He's just one of us, right? Loyal so, ha- loyalty has to mean something. And Paul George fucking stayed for because he likes the fishing. I predicted it back when he was a free agent is the fishing because he loves fishing. He likes that, but he's also come out and said that he does like when he was with Indianapolis. If they did bad, 
you know, he took the brunt of it. He didn't want to go to LA with LeBron because LeBron's team's always been, if they do bad, it's everyone else's fault, but LeBron's cause he, he, he does, he doesn't do anything wrong. Correct. Uh, so he didn't want to go there and be the scapegoat. And then that he liked being on this team because who gets all the, the crap? It's Westbrook. Right. So he was like, that's a good situation for me too. And I get to be his, you know, Pippin or I guess he's MJ now. Yeah. Yeah. And, now I trust him. Like I've always, I know I've been a hater of Westbrook since he's his shot went away. Basically, since his triple double season, I was like, dude, he takes crazy shots, and if he's on, on, he's on, on. And this season, he just wasn't on more times than he was on by well, a lot. He explained that a little bit too. He he said that this season, everyone said he needed to be a better passer. Right. So what did he work on in the offseason? He said passing. Now I've got that down. I'm going to work on my shooting. So he's he's saying that he's going to be a better shooter next year. But it's like year what eleven? Yeah, right. Something <laughs> like that. What did you work on the previous years? Just running. <laughs> it blows my mind. Uh, I have a friend Zach uh, who coaches basketball, and I'm Gibson? Gonna, yeah, I'm trying to get him on. He might make a special trip this summer. Even though now people can call in to be on the podcast because uh, he lost his mom, and I think it's like the saddest shit. But it's like I didn't know he lost his mom. I love and Zach. it's like. I always feel really sad about his posts, and this is kind of veering off of fuck it. But he has a lot of wisdom with it, and I feel like even though it'll be hard if he wants to share anything, or just talk about basketball or do whatever, and me and Zach go way back uh, to the fucking low-income housing days, so, like, we're real cool. And anyway, he always hates on Westbrook, right, all the time online. And I had to agree of, like, I just don't understand how any NBA player, this is why I hate Andre Robertson, uh, that's why I always was like, what the fuck's Tony Allen's? I was like, how are you in the NBA and you don't shoot? You don't know how to shoot. Seriously. Like, I, okay, I, it happened your rookie year, you know, or whatever. Fucking, that should be all you did. But Dennis Rodman was a scorer in college and then goes to the NBA and can't score buckets. That's like, true. It's very true. And I understand Westbrook does like, you know, he's a slasher, get to the rim guy. In the 90s, he would have been great. You know, when you. So good in the 90s. I no just think stop him in the when 90s. everyone shoots threes nowadays so well. It just put it's a different plane. Now, my counter six six man to my six man? own fucking argument is there's Ben Simmons, there's Giannis, there's all these other non shooters in the league, and everyone else says, Give Well, you pass. just select them with four shooters and you're good to go. So why does anyone else say, All right, you need Russell Westbrook with four shooters? It's because he plays the point guard position. I'm sure that's it. Now that leads to you have to get rid of somehow get Steven Adams, get rid of him and get Brooke Lopez. Yeah. You somehow pull off that trade. Or whatever, so you have a center that can shoot, shoot threes, threes, and then it seems like it might work. But then again, you're still trying to start you, Robertson when he comes back. If you go for that, then you got to go also get a steal from them as well, that, like someone that doesn't get a lot of play in time. If you're going to trade for trade Stephen Amazon, because you got to get shooting. So if you're going to Downs gets paid a lot of money for um a so little dump a contract on that can't get played in the postseason. And the postseason, did he? How many? He averaged what, four or five points a game. Six Some points? shitty thing. Some, now he looked injured and stuff wasn't good. Um, Cantor ate his lunch, right? And Cantor, we know, wasn't as good in the regular season. Yeah. Earlier in the year, Stephen Adams killed uh, him, right? So it it was maybe maybe he is hurt. Maybe there's more to it all or whatever. And I understand like Paul George was hurt, and if he wasn't, that might have changed everything. Yeah. But Dame Willard, us, though. And we got to shout Kurt Thiz because earlier this year <laughs> on one of your posts, he was just like, Westbrook's way better than Dame Lillard, blah, 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 whatever. I was like, he said. no, he's a, he's a way better scorer than. Right. And me and you were both like, well, Dame Lillard's just a better scorer. And yeah. I think uh, me and Curtis, I even talked about on this podcast once where I was like, well, 
yeah, Dame can shoot threes in Westbrook. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. this is just so obvious. He was and like so, eight. He, sh- he made 10 in the last game and one from 38 feet to beat us. Right. So, so Dame is, is a beast at a score. Now, he doesn't play defense well and whatever, but he doesn't I have think to. he actually does. I mean, he did against Westbrook. He did against Westbrook. Killed Very Westbrook. True. Very true. Uh, but he's probably should have been first team all NBA this year and shit. So uh, he's moved up into the upper echelon of point guards, but I thought he was even last year. Right. He's just, it's cause he struggled in the playoffs, but they're a team that stuck it around it and, you know, just added pieces to, to what was already working. And they're, they're going to win a lot of games. I feel like even without Nurkic. Sorry, I got a random text from someone sending me a favor that never has asked me that. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah, what's, right, up? Cool, what's up? Um, but yeah, so, Thunder shit is very sad. Everyone just hates on Westbrook. I kind of love if we're gonna lose. I kind of like it going out like this. We're like Westbrook's gonna be fucking pissed off, all Paul or George not. Just gonna come back with a monster season, hopefully even more so this year. Right. I mean, I like the narrative, right? And then you see the thing of like Robinson another superstar who's won an MVP who lost three times in the first round before coming back. Michael Jordan, Russell Westbrook. Boom, and then well, he is he is branded by Michael Jordan. Right. So who started that rumor? Yeah, probably Jordan for sure. And I used to always say, honestly, young Westbrook was like young Jordan, and because Jordan wasn't the best jump shooter early in his career, but he developed one. But he developed one, and I, that's just the one thing I can't wrap my head around is that why is it taking eleven years? Right. So maybe he can't. Maybe he. I mean, it's a yip scenario because people claim that was like Shaq's thing with free throws. Free throws he would make fucking yips. ninety in a row. In yeah. practice, but you get people in the stands and he couldn't do it. So I don't know. I think I would have the yips. I never played basketball because I was too fat in high school. But I played basketball and I was decent at it. Like it's you do play to the crowd. The crowd matters. And I, it's the only sport that I've ever been like that where the crowd actually fucking right in football because I did play that. It didn't matter what the fuck yeah. the crowd was yelling. You could you don't you can tune them out. Right, it wasn't even a thing. I mean, maybe in a louder stadium. I've never played in the NFL or anything. But, yeah, we don't you know. hear like an individual person, but yeah. you'll hear like that one fucking crazy guy on the stand screaming with his weird voice at a basketball game. Exactly. And you're like, God damn it! Why did you just talk about my mom? <laughs> you, know? you don't know her like that, sir. <laughs> um. All right, see if there's anything. I guess other basketball shit right now. We don't know who's going to advance when we're currently recording between the Spurs and the Nuggets, but either way, it's been very fun that they've taken it where it's at. And even more fun is that the Clippers have given it to the Warriors. I don't yeah, think they'll win, games. but that's pretty fun. Uh, With two players, really, Lou Williams and Hart, or whatever his name. What is his name? Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Yeah, and I think it sets up, and again, I listen to a lot of Bill Simmons. Like That's mm-hmm. what I've bought him a whole podcast you, you after. Like Denver? You know? And he picked the Rockets before the playoffs started to just win it all. Like, yeah. you know, as was his bet, he does a lot of gambling stuff. And so it is all lining up. And so I hear him a lot being like, ooh, you know, I'm Warriors are going to – they're getting worn down by Patrick Beverly. You're going to have a rested Rockets team. And then they're going to have a Blazers team that's going to go probably six or seven deep to whoever they play. And Without Trevor Ariza, I don't think the Rockets can play the defense they need against the Warriors. I just don't think they have it. Right. Man – so that was Skinny. I just want to let everyone know that's what it was. Skinny hits me up with the, hey, man, can I, I need to ask you a favor. And I thought it was, like, real serious. Because yeah. when I asked him I needed a favor from him, I was like, a tree fell in my backyard and you have a chainsaw I need to borrow. Mm. And his was like, I need to see if you can put four songs on a CD for me. Yeah. That's, like, not what you expected at all. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm like sure. Sure, I'll do that. What's no problem. So anyway, Skinny, if you listen to this, uh, that was my reaction in real time yeah, nice. to your fucking text message. Um 
I think the Bucks have a good chance of winning the whole fucking thing, dude. That's that's who uh, Dom's picking, but I I just I mean, they're really good. Well, I see, mean, but he gonna... might be now, but fucking when he was on here a month ago, he was so far up the Raptors' ass. He had me being like, "Well, maybe it is the Raptors," but I had the, in yeah. my mind and heart, I want the Bucks. But he was very much loved the Raptors. He's, I guess he's changed his mind on it because he, he's well, he says he's rooting for the Bucks. Maybe he thinks the the Raptors have it, but he's right. rooting for the Bucks. That that could be could be what it is. Um, so anyway, good NBA playoffs. I, I probably will end up canceling my Hulu Live. Um, after the playoffs Hulu has sports, and it's cool to me. It's just not worth just the sports because honestly, I don't watch anything else on the channels because I can watch all that. I don't know. Me and my wife are just very much in our rhythm of like, what's on Netflix and CBS All Access and HBO Go. Like, yeah. I already have other stuff. HBO Go is the big one. Like, you got we're to. right now, like, fucking getting a season three of Sex in the City. Nice. As I've let her choose the next <laughs> HBO show. And I'm going to say it again. It's not as bad as I thought it was or would be. It's probably like Friends a little bit. Um, no, because HBO, they say fucking stuff, yeah. you know, so it's a little raunchier. Um, and there's a lot of fun moments, you know, like a guy with the small dick and should Charlotte break up with him because she has to fake it or whatever. Right. That's kind of a combination, actually, of two episodes, a small dick episode and fake orgasm episode, right. but, you know. And uh, it's just, it's super funny. And then her being like, well, you have a small penis. Like, you have a big pussy, you know. And like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. You're so, funny. so there are moments of yeah. Sex the City that I'm like, oh, shit, this is pretty good. Yeah, that's funny. And it's. I find it funny that it was like a feminist, and it still is, but it was sort of like pretty progressive at the time. But now there's things of like, oh, you were basically raped, and what our culture would call, right. you know, or sexually assaulted. Right. Um, but in there, they're like, and that's what happens in New York. <laughs> Can they just <laughs> just move on? Move on, because that's how the world yeah. was ten years ago. And so I do find so a lot weird. of that like yeah. interesting. It's like jokes from the Office would not be allowed on TV today without catching flack. I still think, and I'm about to start, you know, my 800th viewing of the Office. I'm sure again. Yeah. Like last se- the very last season, or maybe the season before last, whenever Dwight's doing, I think it is the last season actually, when Dwight gets to do the Christmas and he's Belschnickel or whatever, <laughs> and then he has, uh, goddamn, whatever his assistant's name is that he hires there in the last couple seasons, the guy's like, I hear fine out of this year, but this year. He's I also on uh, the fucking Silicon Valley. Are you he might be. that guy? No, no, no. Not, okay. not a. Zach Wood's character. Uh, the guy who's like kind of balding, has blondish hair, and he gets hired for the fact he gets hired for the warehouse once Dwight buys the building. I gotcha. Um, but anyway, they talk about Black Pete. So Oscar pulls it up. He's like, Black Pete, normally someone dressed up in blackface. And you see Dwight reach for his cell phone yeah. like he's texting, and then they just shows the parking lot of him in blackface. <laughs> turning around and walking back to his car. And I'm like, only the office can pull off blackface. Right. It'd be funny. And no, no one, one got pissed about yeah. that. And it was so I'm like, it can be done. It can just be. Gotta be. Gotta figure it out. They did. I mean, because even back then, you wouldn't have done blackface. Right. But and the did. key yeah. is, at least what I try to explain to people, is you set up, and this is normally how my humor just works in general, is you set up the person who does the thing that's funny but we know is wrong, right. but they're stupid. Yeah. So that's we're not saying stupid. it's good. They just just do it, and we can laugh at it, but we're not saying they're morally correct. Right. So, like, a lot of times, uh, for instance, today, on your Facebook, that's exactly what I did. You post this thing that's like a libertarian thing of, like, you know, people taking our taxes for Social Security, and if they didn't, and it's theft and all that. And all I said was, if you don't like it, get out of this country. (laughs) Right. And in my mind, I'm said I'm a conservative, Right. right, in that world but Where instead, it's okay to say that. I'm like holding on to taxes being the reason. Right. 
you didn't get it. I mean, like, not say you eventually got it, but yeah. I didn't explain it. I just fucking wrote that in all caps. I was just was like, I had to have that clarification. Like, really? Maybe your views have changed on this. But. Right. But I'm just saying, in my mind, because I always want to write a comedy show. I really feel like I could do it. I watch enough TV. Yeah. I just am poor at writing. Dude, we should do it together. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we need to look up the fucking writing TV scripts for dummies. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of moments where I'm like, that'd be a good character. Like, I think we could do one. And maybe this is played out in Workaholics has existed since I first had the thing. But a call center idea is super funny. Yeah, it is. There's because a lot, of, a lot of stupid shit happens in call centers and a lot of people have worked in call centers. Right. So they get it. But Workaholics does exist and that was it's a thing. That's super funny. But right. it's more about the party scene after instead less right. like the office. Right. And I think you have to one thing in the office I love is the way there's just silence. And one thing I noticed I have this Roku that um you can hook headphones up to the controller. Or whatever. So I was wearing headphones once to listen well, to watch the office, and there's like background chatter, like sh- sh- like yeah, you can hear yeah. people like whispering. I'm like, it is how an office is, you know. Yeah. Like they just get little things right. that you don't think about. Yeah. But it does add to the whole atmosphere of being uncomfortable right. and being like just yeah. at work, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> at work while this is happening. Yeah, totally. Parkour. <laughs> oh, it's gospel music we're getting for skinny. For a funeral, that's why it's important. So I feel bad for making fun of it now. Shit. Oh, um, but it's cool. I'll come through with it. Um, let's see where we're at here. Oh, I guess we talked enough about sports and shit. Yeah. Um, eventually, you got to bring me back my copy of Persona Five. You did beat it. How's Persona Five? It hasn't been talked about on this podcast for months and months. It's it's really good. Um, like the first ten hours are pretty rough. You got to read a lot of dialogue, a lot of tutorial. Yeah, but you have to have the tutorial. I mean, yeah. you have to have it. So uh, it was good. I beat it, and then I just got home from work, and we came straight here, and I didn't have a chance to even look for it. Right. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, But I do enjoy Persona, and like, no one I know has played it. That's why right. I made you borrow it and play it. So I, My friend that comes over, he he played it, and he's the one that was like, yeah, you should give it a try. And so I, I played it, and it was fun. So Right. So, you know, I recommend Persona 5. It's long as fuck. Uh, it's a turn-based RPG game. If anyone out there is into that on PS4. And my son would just sit there and watch me play it. Right. So it was a good game to have because he would let me play it. Right. Well, it's very colorful. The music's fucking awesome. It's probably like some of the coolest music in modern gaming. And he likes ninjas and things like that. And it's kind of got fighting. And every once in a while there's like a naked boob little pop-up <laughs> right. with your monster. So it's pretty fun for a young man. Um all right, man. I guess that's all I got at the moment, and uh, you'll have to come back you sure. know, someday and all that shit. All right. All right. Peace, dude. Peace. All right. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, and we are back. Uh, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to call a dude I know of through a f- person. So I kind of know him. Uh, I'll know him at least after I talk to him now. Uh, and they make rap beats slash instrumentals and maybe other genres as well. Uh, but I'm going to ask him some questions about that as I'm getting close to trying to sell some beats myself. So let's give him a call. What's up, man? What's up, bro? All right, man. So here's my plan for you. Uh, the first thing I wanted to ask, well, I guess I need to say your name's Tavon. So, and you go by a couple producer names. 
What are all of those? Yeah. Can you get those out? Go by Disaster Beats and also 808 King. All right. And Oklahoma Hitmaker is your Twitter or something, right? Yeah, that's my handler. Yeah, for, for all my platforms, you know, Twitter and Instagram is Oklahoma Hitmaker. It's a good name. And then the first thing I really wanted to ask is, uh, I think we're in the same fraternity, I believe. Yeah, man. Pi Kappa Alpha. Yeah. So, and then who was your big in the fraternity? We have some people that listen that are in there, so they, they'll want to know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, KV was my big. And KV, number one enemy of our podcast, because he never can make his ass over here to fucking record. So I <laughs> just got to get that out there. Uh, but anyway, thought that was fun shit. Um, so how long have you been making beats and all that? How'd you get into it? Man, I started making beats my freshman year in college. Um, it was me, my homies, uh, Dijon and Jaren. We were all on the drum line through middle school and high school, we all went to the same college at East Central. And, uh, you know, just been on the drumline for so many years, you start listening to music and you just, we just got the idea of like wanting to know how to make the music. And that's when we started watching videos and um, our homie Jaren, he told us about Fruity Loops. So we downloaded Fruity Loops onto Dijon's computer our freshman year in college. And ever since then, I just stuck with it and um, I just felt Fell, fell in love with, you know, it was my passion. And, uh, you know, when you're on the drum line, you can only be on the drum line for so many years before it's time to move on to something else. So me moving into uh, or, or transitioning into producing, that was a way for me to continue to be connected with music. Right. So, uh, you know, it was just, uh, I feel it was all God, God's timing and everything, you know, because being on the drum line for 11 years, that taught me so much about music, you know. It, it taught me so many different drum rhythms, drum rudiments. And a lot of times when you're listening to my beats, you can kind of hear some of those rhythms implied with a lot of my beats. That's why I, um, I just rebranded myself to 808 King. And it was, you know, I still go by Disaster Beats. That's my main name. That's the name I started my freshman year when we were in college. We were trying to come up with the name. Right. And we ended up coming up with, uh, you know, Disaster Beats. And, uh, you know, I just rebranded uh, last year to 808 King just to test out a, a few different things. You know, it's all about trial and error as a producer and trying to make it in the music industry. So I just rebranded with 808 King just to try to target an organic audience. And I can go into that a little bit later, you know, if you want to know more about that. But that's just why I rebranded that. And uh, that's where it all started, man. My freshman year in college, we just got into it. And, uh, man. Yeah, and I actually know Dijon. So you mentioned him. And uh, I worked with him briefly in my life. So I have met him. And he's a super nice guy. He's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. So shout yeah, out Yeah, man. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Um, yeah, I got into it like a year ago because I rap and, um, I just wanted to make moan beats. So there we go. That's how that happened. Hey, that's still, that's still dope. You know, um, I believe that everything happens for a reason, you know, like if you, if you want to be a rapper, be a rapper, you know, if you want to learn how to be a producer, be a producer, because everyone has a different creative process. And that's what I love about being a producer is because, you know, it's so many so many musicians that whenever you listen to them, it's, it, most of the time it's always something different because everyone's creative process is different. So, you know, I, I give it up to anyone that's a creative 
because of the simple fact, you know, it's it's tough because of so many creatives, but we're all different in our own way. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, the best thing about me uh, making beats is it has made me better at rapping because I understand more uh, BPM was just something, and I bring this up all the time on here, and I'm sure no one cares, but it was just something I didn't grasp as a rapper, right? Like, I just didn't get it. I just was like, well, I'll just rap on a beat. And I didn't think about anything else. But now that I've made some beats, I can pretty much hear any beat and immediately rap to it now, which is pretty cool. And that's not something I could have done before I started making beats. That yeah. So, like, yeah, that's what's up, man. And I am. One thing about you that I admire is the simple fact that you can rap to any beat, bro. I remember when you when we we had collabed on that beat and uh I was like you sent me the files over and I was like, "Man, I don't think anyone can rap over this." And you was like, "What? Man, I can, bro." And you killed it. You know, it was a weird beat, but you you still had that crazy flow over it. Right. So, you know, like that's Right now, uh, I'll just let people know so that I can ask you questions about it. Uh, I made myself a, a random goal, um, which if people listen to this podcast will have heard, uh, to be, make 100 beats. I'd made like 64 beats or something in my folder, and I was like, you know what? I think I need to make 100 beats for whatever reason, and once I've done that, I'll put them out and maybe make a beat store, and that's been my goal. So I am just finished 88, so I have 12 more beats to go, and it's taken me a few months and I've definitely learned a lot. My mixing is still horrible. I got a new audio interface in the middle of all this that's made um, my speakers better. But it's just I got to adjust my ears, right? Because I was so used to listening to all my old shit. Uh, but I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm trying real hard, right, to make these beats. I'm just like, well, I'll make something cool. But then sometimes I steal my own beats, and I'm like, well, I'm going to rap to that. So I keep it <laughs> or whatever. So it is weird, but I, it's very fun. I will say that. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the funnest part. And when you can when you can rap and make your own beats, bro, you winning because you don't gotta you don't gotta pay you know a producer you know money for a beat. Um, but at the same time, you're able to create what you want to create and what, what you can hear yourself rapping on. If you can't find that beat that you're looking for, or you can't find a producer that can produce that certain sound that you're looking for. Um, so yeah, that's man, you got the best of both worlds right there. Right. Well, I'm trying. And then also, you know, of course, I have this music podcast uh, we do every couple weeks. And uh, I've sent a couple rappers some beats, you know, because I'm just starting out and I'm like, I don't even know how much to charge for beats. So I guess that's my first question. How did you, how did you decide how much to charge for a beat? Okay, man. So it was all, it's all trial and error, bro. So I've been doing this for, since my freshman year in college. So about, and that was 2010 till now nine years later so i alternated changing prices you know like one one time it was just twenty dollars i did twenty dollars because i would study other producers i would go to their website see how much they were charging i would go to like the top dogs you know big time producers that are making sales and are influencing the producing community i would uh look at how much they were charging they would charge you know maybe 25 30 or 50 dollars and they would all have it based on either a lease, a premium, sometimes unlimited or exclusive rights. It was always those four. So after studying the game, I finally found it, found the price that I want. <clears throat> and uh, I also learned this from Superstar O and um, N.O. Domini. They, they did. A, um, I rapped on so many of their beats when I was in college. 
bro, they both go hard, man. And, and I just I study from them and I watch a lot of their videos and they had explained the how to price your beats just right to catch the to catch a, a customer's attention. So when you put when you for instance, if you put twenty five dollars, if you put twenty four ninety nine, somebody's more likely to buy it. Right. <laughs> it's 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 weird, bro. So my beats, when you go to my beat store, it's twenty four ninety nine, forty forty nine ninety nine, stuff like that. It's not the it's not twenty five dollars or twenty dollars. It's actually point ninety nine, and that's just something that you know the market says is best, is better. You know, like to generate sales. But uh, you know, after a while, you know. What were you going to say? Yeah, and recently I watched a video um, explaining all the differences between like a non-exclusive and an exclusive and then, you know, track outs, which I'm still, I guess I need to save all my file beats and track outs because I have not been doing that. And there was another one. But yeah, then of course an exclusive exclusive, like no one else can use it sort of exclusive. So I'm guessing they're just go up in prices, those licenses. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. The more, the more, uh, the more rights that you give away, the higher the price. And um, you know, I think I figured out a lot of pro producers were keeping their exclusives and selling unlimited rights. Now, unlimited rights it grants the artist unlimited rights. It's almost like giving away exclusives, but you're not giving away your exclusives. So that's another another um, agreement right there. It's called unlimited. Right. And it's, it's cool, man. I. I I've tested around with it a little bit. I didn't really like it. I'm more of a simple person because too much is confusing to a lot of customers. And I feel like when you go to my website, everything is simple. It's, it's simple and straightforward. So I didn't want to have too many lease agreements up there for, you know, that's just, it's too much to handle and it's too much to, to track. In my opinion, it's too much to track. And as a rapper, and again, I'm probably never going to buy a beat or whatever in the future, but uh, before I made beats, I remember looking at lease agreements and it would be like, and for 10,000 streams, this now I've never personally ever gotten 10,000 streams on anything, but even me as like a no name, not even that good of a person. I'm like, yeah, but this one might do it. So I wouldn't buy it, you know? So I could see where too many details could confuse people, you know, or whatever. I, oh, yeah. I could totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, simple is always better, in my opinion. So, um, you know, I just have the standard non-exclusive, then premium, and then exclusive rights. And then I'm going to tell you another tip, too, that I learned from a big-time producer, symbolic one. Uh, I went down to a producer event down in Dallas, man, and they, they were just giving us jewels, dropping all kind of knowledge. And they said, don't put a price on your exclusive beats. So another thing, when you go to my website, I don't have no price for exclusive beats because you can almost barter with an artist. You know, you can work with their budget. So pretend an artist hit, hit me up and say, hey, man, I got I got one hundred and fifty dollars and I really like this beat. Um, another artist might come along and say, hey, man, I, I got three hundred dollars for that beat. So like you can figure out, you know, pick and choose who you would like to um sell that beat to you know right uh, if a major label you you know of course they got a bigger budget if they see that that beat is only a hundred dollars for exclusive rights they're gonna try to lowball you right yeah that makes so it's all makes sense and then do you ever do anything with like percentages with rappers 
Yeah, it's all 50-50. Um, it's all in the agreements. It's all, you know, publishing is split 50-50. Oh, hell yeah. And um, also in my agreements on my B-Stars. So B-Stars, it's the, the agreements and everything is really dope. But I just added my specific API information for um, uh, ASCAP, you know, like where. Yeah, I my, just uh, watched the video. IPI name and number. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you include that details in there because you don't know who are buying their beats man um i be selling beats to artists all over the world and i don't know who they are i've never met them but um when they get that lease agreement it'll have that it'll have all my information in there all my details so if the song you know does numbers or hopefully it does numbers then um all my information is there hell yeah well i guess i need to save up money to do that i have this running checklist of things i need to do to get ready for the selling beats because that's something I've not done, but I have looked up about it, so I'm aware of it at least. Yeah, man, it's all about just just studying and learning, watching tutorials. Uh, follow follow a lot of big time producers because they're always dropping knowledge. Uh, sometimes I get on Twitter, man, and they're just dropping so many good videos, like DJ Payne one. Yeah, I follow He's him. Always yeah. always dropping knowledge, and uh, Curtis King always dropping good knowledge for producers. And, See, uh, I don't personally, I'm not trying to hate, but you know, there's like, what, like 10 or 15, like pretty famous producers on YouTube. And there's some about Curtis King. I just don't like his videos, but some of them <laughs> I do. I mean, I've watched yeah. them or whatever. Like he taught me how to make the videos in FL Studios. So shout out to him on that, I guess. But he just has that way. Like he always doubts everything. I don't know. My favorite these days <laughs> is this Asian dude by the name of Simon Servita. I don't know. He's just so positive that I like watching his shit. I've never heard of him. I uh, have checked him out. Yeah, dude, he's good. He's like really good with piano stuff. Like way too good, honestly. And <laughs> I, you mentioned earlier how you were in band, you know, or, or the drum line and that helped a lot. I have zero musical background. So like I bought this MIDI keyboard and then I do the, you get five minutes free a day on Melodics, which is like this, uh, uh, app that's basically like Guitar Hero, but for a MIDI keyboard. It'll teach you how to play some piano stuff. So basically what I do is I just do that my five minutes a day. I'm not very good. And then I'll try to steal what I learned in that. And then I'll go make a beat using those chords because I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. And then I just make shit. So anyway, that's how I come up with my weird melodies. And I do think I'm pretty good at melodies. If I had to say I'm good at one thing, that would probably be it. Yeah, man. And, and, that's that's dope because melodics i love melodics i use it too i used to i actually just let my subscription expire um but i was like you said get them five minutes a day in and then practice what you learn uh i i got the machine set up on it too so it also helps with drum rhythms and uh yeah i love it man i love the melodics system yeah it's pretty but, cool. uh, i was gonna say yeah man that you're good at the melodies and I think that my strength would be the the drums. Right, definitely. And I'm I'm pretty weak at drums, and I'll just let any other newbie producer know what I've done lately because my drums people said have gotten better. And mixing wise, again, I don't know exactly what you're supposed to mix stuff at level wise, and my speakers suck, and uh, I'm a little confused by that. But I've just been using drum loops, and then I kind of mimic them, and I, that might be cheating, but I'll at least recreate them. So I don't know where the producer world is on that whole idea. So, I mean, a lot of producers use loops. A lot of them use MIDI. 
it's it's all about the end product. That's that's in my opinion, you know, and a lot of producers will agree. It's about the end product because even if you do take a loop and you add it, you still got to add other stuff and you still got to arrange the whole entire song. So like once the final product is ready, you know, if whatever it sounds like, that's what you created. Right. So, you know, if, if it sounds good, you know, a lot of hits was made with loops. Right. Several There's plenty of packs I come across and I'll go through the loops. And I'm like, oh, shit, that became whatever, you know, yeah. it's like a pack from a year ago. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Someone just took that loop. And then a lot of people don't even change it. Like they just take that loop and then add drums over it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're like, oh, and, shit. They didn't even you can do that. It. <laughs> it's almost it's almost you can do whatever you want nowadays, you know, as long as you. If it's a sample, of course, you got to get it cleared if it if it does numbers. But when it comes to loops and stuff like that, man, I say do it, man. I use loops sometimes because there's some dope loops out there. I and mean, I can add some dope drums, add some melodies around it and make a hit. So, yeah, nothing wrong with loops. Right. And then for a while in my beats, uh, someday, like I so said, I put out all these beats I've been making. And I got on this thing where I was trying not to use hi-hats because every beat you hear has just so many hi-hats. But then I came back around where I started using hi-hats again. But do you ever have moments like that where you're just like, you know, everything's starting to sound the same, so I'm just going to do it different? Because to me, that's how I always think. It's like I can't can't keep making shit that sounds the same. Yeah. Do you kind of cut out? But – uh Whenever I'm at, whenever I'm making beats, I always run into man. Is this gonna sound the same as another beat, or is this sounding the same? Surprisingly, most of my stuff never sounds the same. But you know, it it could sound the same as something else. You know, because there's only so many keys on the piano. Something right. you know, so many people making music, so many melodies. Uh, you know, you can make a beat that's your own and somebody will still might say, man, that sounds like such and such song. <laughs> and you're like, you don't, you probably never even heard that song. This is all your work, but you know, it could still sound like somebody else's. So, uh, you know, sometimes whenever I'm making a beat, sometimes I do add hi-hat. Sometimes I, it just, you just go with the feel, go with the flow. Right. Uh, I'm making a beat right now and it doesn't have a hi-hat in it. Then there was another beat I made the other day, uh, last week, and it it had a hi hat, but it was only at specific spots. You know, it wasn't um, one fourth or one eighth notes all the way through. It was just right different spots. So I always I always try to switch it up and go with my flow. I feel that's how I make good beats is when I go with my flow. If I try to rush it, or if I'm trying to think too hard, I'm gonna make something that's not that good. Right. And one thing I learned from a guy who I guess we're talking about YouTube producers to help, uh, he is the OG or the one that you should go to first is Busy Works Beats because they are long and they are boring ass videos. But that's what I started with because they're like an hour long on how to make a drum loop, right? Like he's pretty boring about it, but you can learn a lot <laughs> yeah, from yeah. it. And he always said like, just do what you think should be next. And I do that all the time where I'm like, well, this should be like a, and then I'm like, all right, well, how do I make that noise? And then, you know, then I go find a pluck noise and I'm like, I don't, again, I don't know notes or whatever. So I have to fuck around a lot, but that really is all you have to do is you just kind of hear it, say it, and then figure out a way to make it. Yep. That's, that's, that's really all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. And just go with the flow. Don't, don't rush it. Uh, you know, be patient and just 
you know, being the being the zone. I don't when I'm making beats, man. I don't like my zone interrupted because a lot of times when you're in when you're flowing and things is leading from one thing to another, if that zone gets interrupted, you're not gonna be able to get back where you're where you are where at. You know, you're gonna have to come back fresh and with a whole new mindset. Yeah, so, like uh, yesterday, actually, my shit crashed. You know, and I lost my 808s and hi-hats and i was like fuck and i i redid them but i know they weren't what they were because i just didn't remember how yeah. i did it you know so i was like shit yeah yeah man and that sucks that's the worst man when you lose that that zone that flow that's that's the worst thing that can happen so um yeah man whenever i come into the studio <clears throat> i just i have to i don't another thing about me too bro is I don't I don't come and make beats every single day. You know, I don't sit up here and make two, three, four, or five beats every single day. I only I only make beats when my creative process is flowing and I have time where I can sit down and make beats. So, you know, pretend I go to work, get off work, go to the gym, and then I know I got a good two or three hour window and I'm my creative process is flowing, I'm gonna get in the studio and I'm gonna I'm gonna make beats for about two, three hours. But that's that's the only time is when I'm my creative process is flowing. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> come into the studio and try to force myself to keep making beats because I don't make good beats when I, when I do that. Right. I agree. Uh, I will say I make beats most days, but I'm also new to this and I'm trying to catch up. And I think I'm just lucky to be in the world now where there's so many YouTube videos to watch or whatever that I can learn so much. But there are days where I just can't do it. And I'm like, I got to play video games and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. everything I hit sounds like I'm fucking making Money Maker by Ludacris or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm like, I'm just done or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, man. It, and it gets like that. And see, with me, because I, I, I'm not starting off, I have a, I have a brand and it's need hit beats. I can only deliver hit beats, you know, like I can't, I can't upload trash beats or basic melodic beats. Like it has to be something that's, that stands out. That's, uh, you know, highly listenable, uh, something catchy because that could affect my brand. Right. And, uh, that's, that's one thing. That's another way that I look at it too. So, um, and sometimes man, I might work on a beat for two, three, four days before I finish it. Um, you know, I'll work on it for about an hour one day and I'm like, okay, I got what I need done. I got a good, you know, solid track going and I'll come back in here, you know, maybe the next day and add on to that, you know, and th at that, the next day when I come in, my thought process is different. So I'm able to expand on that beat to, and, and take it to a whole nother level that it probably wouldn't have been taken to if I would have finished it all in the same day. Yeah. I'd never finish mine in the same day. Personally, uh, the way I do it for my hundred beat challenge is I do 10 at a time. And then once I'm done with those 10 like skeletons or I, I get all the parts added, then I go back through and uh, try to mix them all, you know, and be like, Oh shit, I messed up here. Like I know I forgot to add a baseline and all on one of them. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, when I go back through, I'll figure that shit out, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, fingers crossed that I don't waste too much money trying this whole beat thing. But worst case scenario, I'll just rap on them, put them on Spotify, and hope people listen to them. And either either way, bro, you 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 did it. No right. matter what 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 happens, because I'm gonna tell you now, 
it's so many producers. The game is so oversaturated with producers and artists. So only only the best of the best is going to stand out, and somebody that is that's different is going to stand out. So um, you know, I've, I've been doing this for nine years. I still haven't made it. I mean, I sell beats. Uh, I got an audience, but you know, I'm not I'm not nowhere where I want to be yet. Right. Well, I'm going to let everyone know when I do finally start putting out beats, uh, my first hit song is called Big O Round Titties. So be look on the lookout for that. <laughs> Big O Round Titties. Okay. We, uh, okay. On the podcast, we have a co-host named Snappy, and he talked about it. We cut his voice. I made it into a hook, and it's a banger. It's like the only banger beat I've made because normally I can't make upbeat stuff, but this one just fucking worked. So I'm excited to show everyone, but that'll be my first one. Yeah, man. Make sure, make sure. I'll be on the lookout for it. Um, all right, man. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to ask you before you get off here. I will say we need to work on some more collabs, I guess. I'm sure I can send you some random melodies. I will say I don't have a clue what key I play anything in. I just know I use ACE on everything because I'm a creature of habit these days. <laughs> and it spells ace, so I'm like ACE. Yeah, man. That actually makes it easier for me when I'm actually uh, adding stuff, you know, just... Uh, if it's if it's within those three keys, those are like the easiest keys. Um, but yeah, man, and and you know that beat that we had collabed on. I'm gonna play that, by the way, at the end of this. Were you getting those sale notifications? Yeah, I've made seven dollars on that beat. So I tell everyone all the time, I made seven dollars selling beats. So I'm I'm kind of big time, <laughs> and it is off of that one that we collabed on. And so we'll need to do more. That was honestly one of my first beats, and it was definitely something that was more of like my style and then i sent it to you and we made whatever i'll play here at the end you know for everybody um but i think we could do some more for sure i've gotten pretty decent at melodies so we'll see yeah yeah and and another thing is when it comes to marketing that beat we sold it for five dollars the reason why you you, the reason you made seven dollars is because we had to split it so of course that's like two dollars and some change but like it just goes to the fact, like, imagine if it was like a twenty four ninety nine beat, right. and it sold for that much money. Because a lot of people, man, people people were hitting me up about that beat, and I I didn't even expect you. You remember you were like, you told me, nah, nah. Yeah, I mean, okay. I was I even said on the podcast at the time I was like, you know, I done my first collab with someone, and it was cool. Except like, I would never rap on that beat, like, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't that it was bad. It was just like uh, you kind of just had a gross beat to my melody, and it took out some of the weird shit that I happen to like. And it was cool, but I was like, I don't know. That's just kind of, I don't know if that one will sell, but it did. So, yeah, you're totally right. And a lot of producers have told me it's the last beat you expect to sell or the ones that will sell. And so, like, all the ones I think are really good right now will probably just sit there. And then if I ever sell one, it will be one that, like, I didn't expect. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and I also have uh, I'm working on some shit with this EDM dude out of Australia. So I'll have to link you up some of that shit whenever it comes out. And also, I know you've been spreading the word about my music podcast. You might have some artists to be on. So definitely send them my way. Oh, definitely, bro. I will uh, let some artists know and, uh, you know, always support for you. I'll, I'll continue to keep supporting you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Um I've seen a lot of improvement with you just from when, you know, we first started talking and till now, man, I'm, I'm glad to see you, you know, off and running with the podcast, you know, the hundred beat challenge and rapping over the beast, man. So, uh, you know, keep it up. It's, uh, you know, 
going to take time. But as long as you stay consistent, you never know what might happen. All right. We'll tell Dijon that uh, he might should be on the podcast someday. Doesn't he still live around here? Yeah, he still stay around there, man. I'm a, I'm a uh, matter of fact, I'm going to call him when we get off this and I'm going to tell him. All right. And this will be on Wednesday, just so you know. So uh, hopefully it sounds good. We'll see what I can do here. <laughs> okay. All right, bro. For sure, man. All right, man. Well, thanks for being on. And again, that's uh, Oklahoma Hitmaker on Twitter and Instagram as well. And then Disaster Beats and 808 King. I need hitbeats.com. I think I got all, something like that, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need, need, need hitbeats.com. Need hitbeats. All right. So, everyone, um, uh, check that shit out and uh, go get beats if you need them. We have some rappers to listen, so we might get you a sell. We'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, man, and uh, much love, bro, and I'll be on the lookout Wednesday. All right, man. Peace. All right, man. Peace. All right, and uh, here is the beat that me and Tavon collabed on back in the day, so check it out. Oh.